live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Wow. Buckle up. Listen to this. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting as we do every day from the Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not just have a plea deal fall apart in court. Some breaking news. Hunter Biden in court today to sign off on that sweetheart deal. We have just learned from the Associated Press seconds before we came onto the air that the Hunter Biden plea deal is a no-go. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. This is a big deal. We're going to be discussing it with Paul Morrow in this hour, retired NYPD inspector. We're going to go, no- I mean, this is bananas. Uh, let me just cut right to the chase. 888-788-9910 if you want to weigh in, offer some legal expertise. Normally we the show with a little razzle-dazzle. Some you know sound effects, some type of joke about a TV show I'm going to be on. But this is historic in a multitude of ways, so we'll dive right in. If you do want to call, like I said, 888-788-9910. You know the deal. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a <laughs> There it is. Happy Wednesday. So here it is. Seconds ago. This is from the Associated Press. Uh, Hunter was due in court before because today was the day they were signing off on a plea deal for tax evasion and federal gun charges that were going to let him off with a slap on the wrist. That's not right. Yeah, especially because if you saw the laptop, you know he likes to be slapped in other places. But stick with me because apparently the whole thing has come crashing down. Uh, I'm reading now from the Associated Press. Uh, This actually printed out less than a minute ago. President Joe Biden's son Hunter's plea deal on two tax charges fell apart on Wednesday after the federal judge hearing his case expressed concern over a related agreement on a more serious gun possession charge. Come on, man. The outcome leaves open, at least temporarily, the years-long investigation into Hunter Biden's business dealings. He had been charged with two misdemeanor tax crimes, a failure to pay more than $100,000 in taxes from over $1.5 million in income in both 2017 and 2018, and he had made an agreement with prosecutors who were planning to recommend two years of probation. So something that might have landed you or me in significant jail time when you factor in the firearm charge was going to be two years of probation for Hunter. Last month he was charged with possession of a firearm by a person who is a known drug user, which is also a felony. He had assault, uh, a Colt Cobra 38 special for 11 days in October of 2018. He agreed to enter into a diversion agreement for that one, which means that he'd not technically plead guilty to the, cl- the crime as long as he adhered to the terms of this agreement. The case would be wiped from his record. Um, So basically what happens is the judge today uh, said, and I'll read you this, okay, the charge for Hunter would normally carry a 10-year prison sentence, 10-year prison sentence. So Hunter, okay, was facing a charge that would normally land him behind bars for 10 years under the terms of this sweetheart plea deal, he wasn't even going to have to plead guilty or face any type of criminal liability whatsoever. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. And apparently so was the judge. Because I got to tell you, and this is a win for the American people, the fact that they're revisiting the charges here, if for no other reason then, we've lost so much faith in the judicial process in this country based on the fact that we've seen a weaponized DOJ interfere in elections in 2020. And it would appear on some level they're interfering in the 2024 election by overzealously prosecuting Trump for crimes that he may very well be guilty of, 
but he's certainly not the first politician to mishandle classified information. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. Okay, but Hillary Clinton wasn't charged for it. Neither was Joe Biden. So understand, people have a lot of reason to doubt the integrity of the Hunter Biden investigation. The fact that the judge, at the very least, is keeping this open and says, now you can't just have this get-out-of-jail-free card, uh, means that all, all of the Biden business dealings could become something we revisit. Okay, we're not there yet. But this is what the judge said. U.S. District Court Judge Mary Ellen Norica, uh, she was appointed by President Trump, by the way, said she was concerned about the language in the diversion agreement and suggested the lawyers get back together to discuss it. I think you guys talking more makes sense, is what she said. Okay, and this goes along with the Republican argument that Biden was getting a sweetheart deal. And now we have a breaking news update. Wow, this is a busy day. Okay, so the breaking news update from there. Wow, this is crazy. Okay, is that the plea deal, okay, which was announced last month, comes after a years long Justice Department investigation into the taxes and foreign business dealings of the Democratic president's second son. It's acknowledged struggling with addiction following the 2015 death of his brother, Bo Biden. Um, so essentially, what this says is that plea deal, which was made a month ago, uh, has now spiraled out of control. And the long and short of it is there is no plea deal. Now, I don't doubt uh, this will, you know, require more legal analysis than I'm offering you right now because it's still breaking news. So we did book Paul Morrow to come by and translate this into English. But I will tell you where this works, okay, where this works is for everybody who has major doubts about the integrity of the process. Because at the very least, okay, we're now going to give this a more thorough review again. If you're a Democrat and you're yelling and screaming about gun laws, wow, we need more gun laws is what we need. I'm telling you, the gun laws are bad. It's out of control. We need more gun laws. That's what you— Democrats are so full of crap. And you know this because Hunter Biden violates a gun law that would normally carry a 10-year prison sentence and gets no jail time. So what's the point of more gun laws if we're not going to enforce the ones we already have? I think he's got a point. And this is the reason you hear so much Republican pushback is, number one, any new rule a Democrat wants to pass in Washington isn't going to apply to any of them. Correct the mundo. I mean, it's like climate rules. Oh, you got to reduce your emissions, said the guy in the private jet. <laughs> you got to eat bugs, said the guy at the Palm Steakhouse. COVID lockdowns, you got to stay home, said the guy who went to the French Laundry. They don't follow any of their own rules. So whenever they pass a new one, yes, it's an infringement on your rights, but in no way does it affect them. Every single person, every single person who wanted to defund the police was saying what they were saying while surrounded, while surrounded, okay, by a security detail. Think about that. Now we've got to defund the police. They're out of control, said the woman who was paying the police to protect her. If you listen to this Cori Bush clip, it's one of my favorite things of all time. Cori Bush led the defund the police movement out in St. Louis. She got caught spending $200,000 on actual police protection. It's like, oh, no, they're armed guards is what they are. Yeah, they're off-duty cops or they're retired cops. What does every single armed guard have in common? They have been trained under the same protective tactics as police. He knows what he's talking about. So do you think she subjected them to like a racism test or something like that? Duh, obviously not. But listen to this clip from Cori Bush. This was something she said surrounded by police protection. 
I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets because we're trying to save lives. Are you stupid or something? I think we all know the answer there. Defund the police has to happen because we're trying to save lives. <laughs> you must have got manure for your brains. Defunding the police would save lives the way defunding brakes would save cars. But the point is, every one of these rules pushed by a Democrat, every one of these initiatives isn't going to affect them. So whenever they're yelling about gun laws, understand, look at Joe Biden's son. Ah, we need more gun laws, you know, so my son can break them. Get away with it. That's what you do. Okay, but what you have today is a moment where they will, at the very least, revisit this. Now, the whole point of the Hunter Biden plea deal, why is this significant to you? Okay, people say this all the time on the left. Hunter Biden doesn't work for the government. Yeah, he works for his dad, who happens to be in the government. Don't you get it? I mean, my goodness gracious. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. Okay, Hunter Biden is only getting paid because he doesn't work in the government. That's why he's getting paid. He's getting paid as a middleman between foreign entities in Ukraine and China and Russia and his father, who happens to be in elected office. Bingo, man, bingo. He's the middleman. And you understand the reason they gave him this plea deal and they dragged it out over the course of five years is because it allowed them to run out the statute of limitations on crimes he committed in 2014. On crimes he committed in 2015 and 16 and 17 and 2018. That's what they were trying to do. So he wouldn't be facing a potential or he would be facing a potential double jeopardy charge if they went back and retried him on any of this stuff in the meantime. So what they did is they ran out the clock on a statute of limitations and they tried to make him plea to charges that overlapped with investigations that could ultimately lead them back to Joe Biden and the influence peddling scheme. So this plea deal falling apart opens up a little bit of a legal Pandora's box. Okay, I am not a legal mastermind, although I will tell you, I beat a lot of traffic tickets as a former cab driver. But Paul Morrow is a retired NYPD inspector. He is probably the highest authority we have here at Fox News. You see him all over the TV. He's going to be joining us to break this down. So don't go anywhere because, wow, in the saga of Hunter and Joe Biden, you know, they say everything gets a sequel. Apparently, even the Biden plea deals get a sequel now, too, because it turns out it is not over. And I got to tell you, man, that's just flat out hilarious where I come from. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. The critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep, rousy, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. 
Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total Tea. Nugenics Total Tea, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total Tea Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total Tea before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword jimmy text now you'll get a bottle of nugenics thermo x the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast it is absolutely free your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword jimmy it's 231-231 and you enter the keyword jimmy texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages consent not required to purchase message and data rates may apply And they said, okay, so you're asking me to accept a plea agreement, but does that cover any potential charges? And she referenced the work that Hunter Biden has done for entities in foreign countries. And she said, does this preclude you from being bringing FARA charges in the future if I accept this plea agreement? And the government said, no, we could bring those charges. The defense, Chris Clark, acting on behalf of Hunter Biden, disagreed with that and said, no, that's not my understanding of the agreement. And then the federal prosecutor said, there's, then there's no deal. That was at 1131. Uh, and Chris Clark, who represents Hunter Biden, says, as far as I'm concerned, the plea agreement is null and void. Just as I left the courtroom itself, the judge determined that there should be a 10-minute recess to try and figure out whether or not the two parties can quickly come to an agreement what in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? I will tell you right now on Fox Across America. So essentially, Hunter Biden showed up to sign a plea deal that would factor in his gun charges and his tax violation charges, which is great because the two things they tell you the most on the campaign trail as Democrats is the rich need to pay their fair share and we need tougher gun laws. In this instance, Hunter actually evading taxes on millions of dollars, which is not exactly the rich paying their fair share. And, of course, violating a federal gun charge and facing no criminal time for it certainly undermines the whole policy item of pay your fair share and pass more gun laws. But getting past that for a second, what they thought they were also getting was an they thought they were going to be absolved of the fact that Hunter failed to register as a foreign agent when he was lobbying the United States government on behalf of other countries. Now, why didn't he register as a foreign agent? Okay, because he didn't want to bring attention to the fact that he was lobbying his father on behalf of foreign entities that were paying him. And he was then funneling some of that money to his father. He should be behind bars. So as you just heard, Hunter's pot smoking lawyer, the guy who got, you know, photographed last week in the Daily Mail doing bong rips on his balcony in California, was just in court thinking that the plea deal for tax evasion and gun charges was also going to get him off the hook for breaking the FARA laws. No, ma'am. The judge ruling that, no, we could still come back as a government and charge you for that down the road, which is consequential. Why? Because if that investigation takes place, if those charges are brought, then the Republicans are required to prove in court how they knew he was working as a foreign agent, how they knew he was profiting from lobbying our government, at which point we'd have to open up on all the books and the work he did on behalf of those foreign entities. Oh, wow! That's a really big problem for the Biden family.
if we revisit Hunter's lobbying work. Because you understand Hunter, okay, as of now, has not been prosecuted for exactly what Paul Manafort went to jail for. Paul Manafort, if you remember, was criminally charged because he was lobbying on behalf of Ukrainian companies, failed to acknowledge that, resigned from Trump's campaign in 2016, ultimately went to jail. Okay, Hunter Biden guilty of the exact same thing. We're almost a decade removed from when this work started. And has anybody talked about charging him for it? The answer would be no. Up until now, anyway. Now it all changes. <laughs> Listen, I don't know where this is going to go in this moment. Okay, CNN is trying to say right now, and it's Chiron, that they're negotiating a more limited plea deal. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. They very well may, and what that plea deal would represent, based on the reporting we've seen, is that, yes, they would plea on the gun charge, they would plea on the federal tax evasion, but the government would reserve the right to charge him for violating Farrah laws in the future. How that plays out is anybody's guess. But right now, in this moment in time that we occupy, uh, you know, Biden could be exposed to all kinds of criminality, okay? And in a roundabout way, it feels like you could be witnessing the end of Joe Biden's presidency. Not to say he's going to leave the White House in handcuffs. I'm not one of those outlets. The walls are closing in. Do you remember the media did that every single day during Trump's administration? Oh, the walls are closing in. The media is a bunch of losers. Right? Every day. Every day. The sky was falling. If you turned on, oh, the sky is falling. But it never did. I don't know. It must have been all the climate change. I don't know. The clouds never hit the earth. But the point is, in this instant, you could be looking at a moment where Joe Biden, being his historically unpopular as he is, he's the least popular incumbent to ever pursue reelection. Okay, knowing that to be the case, knowing that his son could very well be exposed to some major criminal liability in this instance. Okay, which would in turn expose Biden because, again, his son is only getting the money because his dad is in the government. Bingo. That's why Republicans keep coming back to this. The Democratic deflection is, ah, this is clown stuff. Hunter Biden doesn't work for the government. Why are we wasting our time on this? Why are we wasting our time on this? Because he's funneling the money to somebody who works for the government. You have a president of the United States who, when it comes to foreign policy, is governing like we might not be his one of his top 20 concerns. And all of the items he's pushing, whether it's green energy, which is a complete sellout to China, who, oh, by the way, gave the Biden family millions of dollars, or it's unlimited, un, unaudited support for Ukraine, which, oh, by the way, okay, gave the Biden family millions of dollars. These are things that put us second, okay? And they put us second on behalf of entities that gave the Biden family a lot of money. So you understand there's some significance to why Hunter Biden is being scrutinized as closely as he is. You know, people try to dismiss it as, ah, the Republicans are just playing politics. I got to be honest with you. Republicans can't win an election by yelling that Hunter Biden's corrupt. That They can't. This is not about winning an election. This is about legitimately getting to the bottom of what very well may be a compromised president. That's the issue here. Okay, Republicans aren't dumb enough to think people in the middle of the country that are struggling with inflation and the borders out of control and people are being poisoned by fentanyl. Okay, they're not going to give their vote to Republicans because Hunter Biden's a dirtbag. But you understand from a criminal standpoint, from a protect the integrity of our government standpoint, this election matters. And that's why they bring it, because Joe Biden is governed like we don't matter. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America Land. 
the deal appears to be back on track. After I was just out here, the um, Biden's team had asked for 10 minutes to speak with the prosecution. They were doing that while the judge was off the bench. Then after a bit of period, they came back, the judge came on and she asked them where they are. So essentially Biden's team is agreeing to the plea deal, but a much more limited in scope deal. Part of the issue here was that the judge didn't understand exactly what this plea agreement was covering because it seemed to be very um, all-encompassing. So she wanted them to really narrow down what it was that was covered under this plea agreement. And so the prosecutors had said that this plea agreement would cover any charges that were tax charges from 2014 to 2019, any drug use charges, because Biden has admitted that he used illegal drugs, and the specific firearm possession charge that is included in this deal. So Biden's lawyers got up and said that, yes, they will agree to the prosecution's understanding of the scope of this agreement. And then the judge started to proceed with the usual questioning of Hunter Biden, if he was willingly going to enter into this plea agreement, were any additional promises made. So things are back on track. I mean, long story short. Hunter's a dirtbag. Okay, the way this plea deal was mapped out, the judge didn't even understand it. That's how much chicanery went into wrapping this thing up, putting a bow on this thing for the Biden family. So it sounds like the deal will continue, but it will limit limit what is in fact now taken off the table, meaning you can't charge them down the road for the gun charges. You can't revisit the tax evasion case, which is significant. That's still a win for Hunter Biden. Okay, in terms of jail time, the gun charge the big, is the bigger liability. But in terms of a liability for his family, it's tax evasion. Because if you don't del- delve further into his income, you don't look further into the money that was paid out to the other members of his family. So in that regard, it's a win. But when it comes to the FARA violations and registering as a foreign agent, the fact that they're open to continue prosecuting that down the road, that's what Hunter Biden's lawyers were asking for immunity from. Now, let me ask you this. Okay, you don't have to be a legal expert because I'm not. Okay, we're going to have one on shortly. Shannon Bream is coming on. She's the host of Fox News Sunday, and she is our senior uh, correspondent to the Supreme Court. Like she's the highest, you know, highest holy Supreme Court ambassador we have. Okay, she's coming on the show to kind of speak to the logistics of this. But understand this, without having any background in the legal profession, okay, if the Biden lawyers were arguing for immunity from any future prosecutions, does that sound like a family with nothing to hide? The answer would be no. The answer would be no. Okay, if you got nothing to hide, why do you need immunity for something that might pop up down the road? You don't go in asking for that unless you know you did something wrong. Think back to when my former governor signed an executive order. Remember Hansy Andy Cuomo? Andy! Andy! But when my former governor, Hansy Andy, signed an executive order forcing nursing homes to take in infected coronavirus patients to live with the most vulnerable segment of our population, he got a lot of pushback. The nursing homes are like, dude, no, are you nuts? This is going to kill people. So what did Cuomo do? He gave them criminal and civil immunity. Can't be sued, can't be locked up. Now, he gave them criminal and civil immunity. Why? Why? Because he knew that what he was doing was wrong. Okay, people don't ask for immunity because they're doing things right. 
Okay, someone's going to claim that on cable news tonight with a straight face. Nah, you know, nothing to hide. They just wanted the immunity because you know how out of control these Republicans are these days. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. But that becomes the argument. Uh, Marshall is an American Falls, Idaho. Yo, Marshall. Hey, Jimmy. My man. Um, this rings too much of if you're a history buff, whatever type deal, of a tyrant. Yeah, right. This family thinks they're a tyrant. They can get away with everything. They've taken the playbook from banana republics and able to be able to use what we call hard power and soft power. Mm-hmm. Soft power is democrat, dem- democracy, it's diplomacy, whatever. They're not using that. They're using hard power, which means they're trying to coerce and keep people in line. And so what's happening is they're trying to get their way. And what they're saying is, if you remember the Wizard of Oz, that one spot of don't worry about the man behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. What they're saying is do not do not worry about the people behind the curtain. They're pulling the levers to try to get their way. Mm -hmm. And so Biden is, even though sometimes he's there and sometimes he's not, when he made that quote on national radio saying, if you don't know who you're going to vote for, between me and Trump, then you're not black. Mm-hmm. That's tyrant speaking. Yeah. That is trying to keep the troops in mind. And we are fighting for our nation here. And there's a lot of people asleep at the switch, and they don't realize how serious this is. This reminds me of the arguments of the Declaration of Independence, and 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 everybody yelling, "Hey, we got to be loyal to the crown," and everybody's going, "No, we don't." And so we have to determine what side we're going to be on because the fence sitting is over. Yep. And if they win, all bets are off because they're going to push to no win and the, and the banana Republic will get stronger and there's no way we can do it and fight against them because they'll have all the power they need to strip my small business away from me to ban you from over the air if they can and everything else. It's crazy, but you're right to say that they're absolutely gaming the system. Like when you see the way they made this deal happen, when you see the way the double standard of how they're targeting Trump, like there's no question you're watching a moment in time. You know, the famous Thomas Jefferson quote, when governments fear the people, there's liberty. When people fear the government, there's tyranny. You're right to say they're operating from a we should fear them perspective. So the hope here is Hunter gets his little deal but they continue to pursue him on the foreign agent racket because if, in fact, it comes to that, you might see some more exposure to what the Bidens were doing to get cash. Um, but you're right. It's it's tyrannical and it doesn't look good. Um, let me ask you, how far is American Falls from Idaho Falls? Well, an hour away. Oh, dude, you better be at the Colonial October the 28th. You coming out? Uh, I got to talk to the boss. I got to talk to the wife. The boss. You put the boss on the phone. Come on, Marshall. (laughs) You're talking to the boss. I'm the guy on the damn stage. You better be there. Work it out. If you need if you need your wife to call me, tell her to give me a call. Okay, you call a call into the show and uh, I'll make the case for why you should at the very least be allowed out, even if she doesn't want to come put up with my nonsense. (laughs) How's that? I appreciate that. Good stuff. Keep playing good ball out there. I'll see you soon, Marshall. There he goes. My man, Marshall. Says he's got to ask the wife if he got does not sound like a ring endorsement from Marshall. Come on, we can't have an empty seat. Lucy's going to call back in. You can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't. There's an empty seat. Like Lucy is calling. Like you're a fraud. Come on, Jimmy Fallon. What are you doing here? This is crazy. 
Uh, 888-788-9910 if you want to jump in. Uh, I have a little more sound I need to share with you to update the story if you're just joining us. Okay, the Hunter Biden plea deal was off. They took a 10-minute recess. Now it appears it is back on, but in a more limited scope, meaning, yes, he will plead guilty to tax evasion. Uh, Yes, he will plead guilty to federal gun charges, but in return, he will face, he will face no jail time. This is total crap. A lot of people feel that way. Here's Corrine Jean-Pierre yesterday. As the story begins and continues to unravel around Joe Biden's relationship with Hunter's business partners, we now know Joe Biden talked to Hunter's business partners on more than 200 occasions. Okay, we were told by Joe Biden on the campaign trail, first and foremost, lie number one, which was that the Hunter business deal was Russian disinformation. That's what we were told. Then lie number two was, I never spoke to my son about his businesses. Okay, now we know for a fact, not only did he speak to his son, he met with his son's business partners. He spoke with them on speakerphone. He met them for lunch twice at Cafe Milano in D.C. He went golfing with them. We have emails. We have Hunter Biden's former business partners on the record with their names behind the stories, Tony Bobulinski and Devin Archer, saying the Biden family was selling influence through Hunter to get to Joe. Are you the big man, Joe? Okay, their testimony says yes, yes, he was. So you understand the story went from there is no Hunter business dealings to fine. There were business dealings, but Joe didn't talk about him to fine. Joe talked about him, but he wasn't in business with his son, which is another lie to yesterday. KJP went back out there again, tried to spin it again. She is so bad at her job. Is she ever? She tells my homegirl Jillian Turner. "Okay, the president was never in business with his son. And then took it as far as to say, uh, Hunter's a private citizen. Why are we being asked on this? Okay. And that's the part that's so crazy. Listen to this KJP clip. It's clip 25. It's not going to get into uh, into into anything that's related to Hunter Biden. He's a private citizen. I would refer you to his representatives. Uh, just don't have anything to share on that. That is something that he is dealing with. And so would refer you to his representatives on this. Straight clown. So now we went... So he's a private citizen. Okay, listen to this. This is crazy. A day earlier, they were still just trying to say, wow, Joe wasn't in business with Hunter. That didn't work. Here's the, the, the day earlier clip, clip 17. Chairman James Comer today says that the oversight committee, excuse me, has evidence that the president in the past communicated directly with foreign business associates of his son Hunter Biden many times. Curious if the White House and the president still stand behind his comment that he's never been involved and has never even uh, spoken to his son about his. So I've been I've been asked this question a million times. The answer is not going to change. The answer remains the same. The president was never in business with his son. I just don't have anything else to add. It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. Okay, so Monday it was. I've been asked a million times. Not going to change. The answer remains the same. President was never in business with his son. Then the next day, it became Hunter's a a private citizen. We don't talk about private citizens. Okay, the accusation is not whether or not Hunter is a private citizen. The accusation is that he was selling government access through his father. Something Hunter Biden's business partners are on record as saying he was. Something the IRS whistleblower, Joseph Ziegler, spelled out as well. Here he is, clip 23. When we're preparing for that, we're preparing for that interview and we're referencing that email 10 held by H for the big guy and 
from what I understand that to be President, his dad, President Biden. Whoa. So that's, uh, you know, no big deal, folks. That's just the member of the IRS's top team for international tax evasion testifying under oath that he believed Joe Biden was the big guy getting the 10 percent kickback. So you understand when they say to you, ah, oh, they just want to look into his family's politics. This is trying to give Joe Biden a hard time because he's got a dirtbag son. Okay, we know Hunter's a dirtbag. We all know dirtbags. Look, I'm a dirtbag. Listen to me. I'm the most flawed human being working in mass media, far, far and away. And we got a lot of weirdos out there that, you know, develop drug habits and, you know, all that sort of kinky sex stuff. All right, I'm not there. Okay, but I'm still a mess. I'm an absolute mess. Okay, and I confess to it every day on the air. That's the whole hook of the show is you don't have to listen to some guy for three hours who thinks he's better than you. Okay, you have to be better than me for your own sake. I'm telling you because I care. The condition here is not one of dirtbaggery. The condition is one of corruption. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Hunter Biden being a dirtbag is not a criminal offense. But Hunter Biden being a dirtbag who laundered money from foreign entities to his father, who now runs the country, that's a real concern for everybody listening right now is the point I'm trying to make. So when this story comes up again and again and again, as it's going to, it's not coming up because people want to get mad at Joe, want you to get mad at Joe Biden. Understand this. Republicans cannot win an election if they run on, we'll lock up Hunter Biden. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Okay. Most of the people outside of conservative media circles have no idea what the story even is because the media hid it from them in the run up to the 2020 election. They don't follow it. They don't follow the intricacies. They don't know Tony Bobolinsky came forward. Okay. He came forward. Tony Bobolinsky was on our air the week before the election with Tucker when Tucker worked here. Joe Biden deserves to be driven from office and disgraced. So Bobolinsky was on our air. Okay. And the media ignored it because by then they had buried the story. Do you understand? Devin Archer has since come forward, and he's going to testify before the, uh, the Oversight Committee. Most of the country doesn't know this because the media is burying the story. So this is not a deliverable. When the left tries to say, oh, they're just trying to spin a distraction. They're just trying to get the you know Republicans elected. Republicans can't win an election running on will lock up Hunter Biden. It's useless. So if you are a Republican strategist who's out there and is dumb enough to think that this is the deliverable, you're going to lose the election straight up. So nobody cares. Okay, people care that crime's gotten out of control under the Democrats. They care that the border's open. They care that inner city kids are stuck in failing schools. They care that we went from an energy independent country to a country that's now empowering dictatorships on the other side of the world because we've relinquished our dominance in the energy sector. In one breath, the people want to, you know, complain. Ah, oh, the Saudis buying up sports leagues, giving away all this money. Yeah. Where do you think they're getting all the money from? The fact that we just juiced their oil production. That's true. That is true. Okay, how do you think Putin and financing his war in Ukraine? So oil's worth more. Okay, natural gas is worth more anyway, now that we're not as active in the market. That's reality. We are enabling all of the things we tell you are bad in the world. That's the scam here. And you see, when people go to the voting booth, they don't go to the voting voting booth based on the political sensationalism. Hunter Biden is political sensationalism. Okay, yes, if they're ultimately prosecuted, then yeah, you've got a deliverable. We got to get this corrupt dirtbag out of office. But you're living in a country right now where most of the country isn't paying attention to this saga 
because most of the media isn't covering it. So this isn't about, okay, winning the election because you can't win it this way. It's about protecting the country. And at some point, that's an issue that everybody should be prioritizing, whether their preferred media network brings it up or not. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. You're riding around with America's cabbie. Taxi! Taxi! You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Paul Morrow on deck in the next hour. Shannon Bream as well. Their opening act down in Tampa, Florida. Tony is on the line. Tony! What we do to you, Tony? Hold on. There you are. What's up, my man? Oh, doing great. Listen, love your show. Oh, thanks, Yeah, I got a question for you. Mm -hmm. So, Joe Biden keeps running, runs again. Can he get rid of Kamala Harris and bring in another person to be the vice president running mate? I mean, he should think about it if he was smart, but well, I don't. He could, he could get Gavin Newsom, and mm. then they run. If they win, then they dump Joe, and Newsom becomes the president. Well, listen, there could be a world where Joe doesn't run at all, and Newsom is the nominee. I mean, right now, Biden raised a lot of money towards reelection from rich people. They gave him one hundred and fifty million dollars, but eighty-two percent of the money came from rich people. Now they haven't well, spent. Yeah. They haven't spent any of the money, meaning. You know, most candidates running for reelection, whether it was Trump or Obama, the last two presidents, they had both spent about 11 million each at this point in the reelection campaign. Biden has spent less than a million bucks, meaning the people who are in charge of the money at the DNC are like, there's no sense in spending this if this guy ain't going to wind up running. And I think that's a tell. So your Gavin Newsom theory might happen, but it might not involve kicking Kamala off the ticket, might involve kicking Joe off the ticket. How about that tone? I like that. Oh, now you're talking. And my other question Mm -hmm. is uh, they're looking for that plea bargain Mm -hmm. today Mm -hmm. so that when Devin Archer gets on and testifies, they're in the clear. That, that is what they were hoping for. They were hoping for, like, yeah. future immunity. So we're going to get, like, real legal analysis on that in a little bit, not my nonsense. But, Tony, great call. You represented the HBO listeners well. We'll see you down at the dollhouse sometime soon. Uh, More Fox Across America rolls on. We will leave the champagne room and be back on the air shortly right here on Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, here we go for a stacked deck episode, a stack deck hour, an embarrassment of Radio Riches, if you will, on Fox Across America. Shannon Bream is coming by, the bell of the cable news ball, the host of Fox News Sunday. Uh, Paul Morrow, retired NYPD inspector, going to be here as well. Why? Because the Hunter Biden plea deal agreement, the sweetheart that was trying to put a bow around all the misdeeds the Bidens got engaged in in the last decade and a half, has kind of fallen apart. Now, the good news for Hunter's sake is they are going to agree to something that looks a little more limited and that it'll be a guilty plea for tax evasion and federal gun charges. The bad news is he still could be criminally charged down the road for failing to register as a foreign agent. So it's a wild time to be a Biden right now. 888-788-9910. The one point I would make is this is a really harsh way to treat a guy whose father cured cancer yesterday. Okay, here is Joe Biden yesterday uh, making a statement that had a lot of referees uh, wanting to throw the challenge flag. Uh, here it is, clip 31. One of the things I'm always asked is, you know, uh, 
why why Americans <coughs> have sort of lost faith for a while and being able to do big things. If you could do anything at all, Joe, what would you do? I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why, and we can. We end the cancer as we know it. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. We ended cancer as we know it. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. Now, I do want to give him points for accuracy on one thing, okay? Because sadly, cancer is still with us. Sadly. Uh, I do want to give him credit for one thing, and it's the fact that he was right in saying that over 100 people died during the COVID pandemic. Have you ever had a checkup? I don't know that he has. Now, the truth is it was more than 100. I don't know how much more because we found out last week that they were overstating the deaths by a minimum of 30 percent, which a lot of us knew, you know, three years ago. It's like, yeah, my buddy got hit by a bus, died of COVID. <laughs> you know, the COVID, it was all over the bumper. It was bad. It was bad. It was a bad bumper. I told him to take it to a car wash. Wouldn't you know it? He ran the guy over, killed him from the COVID. Yeah, no. My friend got eaten by a shark. Same thing. He died of COVID. Apparently the shark was unvaccinated and so he was chewing the guy into tiny pieces. The COVID got into the guy's bloodstream and ultimately killed him. That's what they were doing to overstate COVID deaths. But here is Biden talking about the 100 people who died during the pandemic. Clip 32. And they're still, we're still feeling the profound loss of the pandemic. As I mentioned, there over 100 people dead. That's 100 empty chairs around the kitchen table. Every single loss. There are so many people left behind and brokenhearted. We have a president that is clearly not all there. Just a uh, 100 people dead from COVID, he said. The guy's a mess. So the immediate, you know, the politics always become a factor instantaneously in the knee-jerk society we live in. So with the Hunter plea deal being reexamined and at the very least limited in scope, you know, people immediately begin analyzing the fallout. What does this mean for 2024? Does it open a door for Newsom? Is there, is there any way Kamala could wind up on top of the ticket? The answer would be no. No. It's there, there is. I got to tell you, there is. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha ha! Pretty much sums it up. Okay, there's no world where they want to put her on top of the ticket. None. Zero. Zip. Zilch. Okay, but stick with me here because people do begin to discuss the political ramifications. And when you factor in the reality that Joe Biden is now claiming he cured cancer, this is only a few short months removed from Joe Biden claiming that he got oil cancer from his mother's windshield wipers in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Biden's lost his marbles. I don't know that he ever had them. But the point is these slips are becoming uh, a greater topic of discussion on the left. NBC had a piece this week talking about how they plan to manage Biden's age in the campaign and ultimately a potential second term if, in fact, he were to win. Uh, but the truth is they're not having those conversations because they want to help Biden. They're having those conversations because they realize we're sitting in the back of the church right now watching a couple that shouldn't get married get married. You've all been to one of those weddings. We're like, whoa, whoa, real seriously? Like they're, these guys are getting married? Seriously? And uh, you don't want to say anything. You're in a church. You're being polite. So you kind of let them walk down the aisle and do their thing. Okay, the truth is oftentimes once the wedding happens, people regret not saying something sooner. That's where the Democrats find themselves. If they're going to renew their vows with Joe and Kamala, 
which everyone thinks is a bad idea given their historically low approval ratings, somebody in the church needs to speak up and say something right now. I admire your honesty. Okay, well, the truth is they're trying to rumble, mumble in the church. That you're starting to hear out of the pews. Oh, he's old. Uh, she's stupid. You know, little rumblings here and there. Okay, we're in a speak now and forever hold your peace moment. So the politics are absolutely, those discussions will grow louder in the aftermath of this plea deal because if, in fact, Hunter can be further prosecuted for some of the foreign business dealings he engaged in, that would open up a whole other can of words for, worms for Biden. So it's like, you know, you got to look out at the landscape as a party and go, do we run the compromised guy with dementia? You know, this guy could be a criminal liability to our party, and he thinks he cured cancer. I don't know. Maybe we draw up another play. I mean, it wouldn't be dumb of them to do. In fact, it'd be quite intelligent for them to do. But it's very hard to get incumbent presidents off the ticket. Okay, so where this goes uh, is yet to be seen. Ed has some ideas, though. He's down in Tampa, Florida, one of our HBO listeners. Yo, Ed! Good morning. Good afternoon. My man. The whole thing. Hey, uh, <laughs> you know, I've noticed that the only people screaming and beating on the counter because they don't have the facts are Democrats about white privilege. Oh, yeah. And, and I've noticed that right now the only one getting white privilege is the Democrats. <laughs> are you saying that because of Hunter? Well, Hunter and a few others. I mean, you know, mm. look at what Joe's getting away with, and mm. uh, uh, yeah, that's, Harry and the rest of them. Well, that's definitely yeah, that's definitely Biden privilege. It's definitely Democrat privilege. Uh, you're right to say that that there is a double standard here. If you if you or I committed the gun felony, we're looking at ten years in jail. Ten. Oh yeah. Imagine that. So. Yeah. At the very least, it's Democrat privilege. Uh, it would seem like some white privilege as well. But you're right to say there's a two-tiered standard of justice in the country. Like, people see it. That's where the judge opening this deal back up, at the very least, might even help Democrats. Because if people buy into the judicial system's integrity, then some of these flim-flam plea deals the Democrats make won't get, you know, as much blowback as they do. But the reason this one's yeah. getting blowback is because nobody buys into the legitimacy of anything. No. Absolutely not. Just like I heard Kennedy talking earlier on uh, Kill Me, Kill Me show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was talking about uh, the white privilege stuff on there. Oh, that's funny. And how if, if, how if it would have been a Trump, a Trump or somebody like that, all hell would break loose. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it could be any Trump. It could be, could be Baron Trump. Oh, if, ba- if, been, yeah. if Baron Trump was using a cheat code on his Xbox, we would have a scandal. Every, you know, <laughs> wipe out the but news at least, cycle. At least Trump recognizes his kids and any grandkids he may have. Oh, that's now good point. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Listen, man, you're living in an America where cocaine has been to the White House more than the president's hey. grandkid. That's a hey, crazy time know, to be alive. Yeah. Well, oh. they don't call it the White House for nothing, right? <laughs> Heads on fire! Good night, everybody. All right, take that one and run. Good call, Ed. We appreciate you, my man. All right, Jimmy. Thank you. Love you, man. You too, my man. You're the best. How about Ed having a strong set on Fox Across America? We got more guests to get to, but Ed wisely listening to the Brian Kilmeade Show, which we wholeheartedly endorse. Kilmeade is a brilliant guy. His staff's a bunch of circus clowns, but we love Kilmeade, uh, and we love Paul Morrow. He joins us next on Fox Across America. The show not afraid to call out both sides of the aisle. He's the other side's worst nightmare. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon bringing you an absolute embarrassment of radio riches in this hour. Shannon Bream joining us next. She is, of course, the host of Fox News Sunday, batting leadoff, retired NYPD inspector, legal mastermind here at Fox. He may or may not have knocked over a crane in uh, Midtown Manhattan earlier this morning. Paul Morrow is here. Hey, man. My man. How are you, Jimmy? Uh, It's under control. You were on the scene of that crane collapse earlier? Yeah, I live in the neighborhood. So yep. um, I had actually been on earlier today with uh, Maria Bartiromo, and I was home not, not very long, and I hear this big, loud boom and, uh, you know, ran outside to see what was going on. And uh, I saw the very beginning of it. And, uh, yeah, so I ended up on the scene and got to see how it developed. Unfortunately, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, I mean, it looked uh, the video looked intense. I saw what you posted, too. It was pretty wild. Um Obviously, probably not the biggest collapse headline of the day when we talk about this plea deal now. I want to give you credit, Paul Morrow, because I saw this in your newsletter last night. You were on the wires yesterday waiting for a dispatch on the court docket, and you kind of did predict that this plea deal might go sideways. Did you not? So I did, and I'll take that credit. And Mm -hmm. What happened was I was watching the docket primarily to see the contours of the plea deal. Mm -hmm. Um, The deal that he gets here or was getting – has never been made public. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they were very clearly hiding that ball. And mm-hmm. I was trying to sort of drive the story as to what was really in it. I was hoping they were going to drop it last night. And the reason for that is that, it, depending on how expansive the plea deal is, they can double jeopardy him out of a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of the right things, okay, well, ultimately, if we get the Senate, we get the House, we get the White House, we're going to be able to delve into the shenanigans of Hunter mm-hmm. Biden and a Biden family writ large. But... It was the strong possibility that the plea deal was so sort of global regarding some of his financial shenanigans that even if they did have a charge against him in the future, he'd be double jeopardied out because of the plea deal. So I was watching for the plea deal, hoping it came out because it should have been out. Mm-hmm. And instead, I start to see this drama develop on the docket of first the House Ways and Means Committee dropping over 400 pages of evidence that they've gathered. And then, of course, this crazy story of allegedly one of Hunter's lawyers calling up the court clerk, pretending to work for the House Ways and Means attorney and asking for that evidence to be rescinded. Which is an absurd level of legal maneuver. Okay, that's like a prank phone call. You know what I mean? That's weird. You know, like that. That's me. I I had to keep reading it because Mm -hmm. as I'm reading the court docket. Yeah. Which is, you know, in very official ease. And it Mm -hmm. says this was filed, that was filed, et cetera. I come across the judge's response to all this at one point, and the judge very helpfully recounts pretty much this whole drama and says, I want answers by 9 o'clock tonight. Never seen anything remotely like that. I had to keep rereading it before I rang the bell Wow! because I was saying to myself, this this can't be real. And, of course, it was. And as you said, I jumped on the ops desk, which is my substack, and mm-hmm. uh, burned a uh, burned a substack about it because I kind of wanted to get out ahead of it, and uh, you know the rest. Well, let me help you. Paul Morrow's on the line. I'm going to help you write your next substack. Uh, Fox now confirming, as of a minute ago, Hunter Biden plea deal completely off the table. He just entered a plea of not guilty. Yeah, it fell apart. So yeah. it's completely apart now. That's crazy to me. So what does that mean? We'll get a trial on tax evasion and potentially the gun charge. I don't know that he'll go to trial, but you remember something here. There are equities for the government that are larger than Hunter. Now, 
does Hunter flip on dad? Extremely mm-hmm. unlikely, despite yep. the fact that they seem to have some sort of strange relationship. But nonetheless, I don't see that happening. I know mm-hmm. there's theories that Hunter left the laptop at the store purposely, yeah, uh, you know, know because he was mad at his father or something. I, I don't buy No, I that. think he was but just strung out. There are plenty of people he can flip on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they can bring in enough leverage, we may start to hear some names here. Like, put it this way, I would opine that there are more than a few people running around in Washington and elsewhere who are starting to sweat because they thought they were off the hook on this, and now they are potentially not going to be. And I wouldn't want to be in a position where I'm counting on Hunter Biden to save me. Oh, my goodness gracious, man. This is insane. Like, for real, for real. So if you're just joining us, Paul Morrow's on the line. Hunter Biden, the plea deal is officially over. Uh, There was some back and forth on that earlier. There is no plea deal. He has entered a plea of not guilty. Now, when you say people in Washington, okay, does that mean, you know, potential people in the Justice Department that he knows, you know, kind of gave him the sweetheart red carpet treatment? Does that mean other government entities that might have been potentially involved in his influence peddling schemes? Like, what would you characterize the people in Washington as being? So I would say at the very least, you're talking about lobbyists and in-between men who were very um, involved, marbled in, mm-hmm. with sort of Biden Incorporated. Yes. And a lot of them, at the least, are ex-DOJ. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, one of the storylines that's out there that hasn't gotten a lot of attention, again, I've written about it on the ops desk, is that former FBI head Louis Free mm-hmm. was involved with them made some highly fugazi payments that went first to some college fund for one of the Biden kids. Mm-hmm. He apparently then realized, uh, you know what, there are tax implications. I better pull this back. He pulls it back and then resends it to one of these dozens of LLCs that they have. Mm-hmm. Reportedly $125,000, $150,000, something in that area. Sheesh. And um, is like it's unclear what he was doing it for other than to try to get, at the time, Vice President Joe Biden to influence a criminal case in Romania. <laughs> a perp in Romania had hired Louis Free Associates. Wow. So that's the reporting – and I just happen to know that the people who were working on it, uh, you know, full disclosure, I don't know them personally, but I know who they are, but many of them are ex-DOJ. Mm-hmm. How were, Bob, were they? I don't know, but I do know that the Louis Free piece is not uh, looking very good. I don't think that's going to pass the sniff test. I don't know if it would be a charge or not, but it's the kind of thing that you got to know they're going to be delving into. And then at some point – they're going to delve into this investigation itself because this thing doesn't pass the sniff test. And God bless this judge. Yeah, really. I feel like she just salvaged the entire reputation of the criminal justice system by calling BS on this and saying, you know what, this is not how we do things in America. This couldn't be more baked into the cake. This deal stinks. And, you know, one of the allegations, and the whistleblowers have said it, is that one of the prosecutors pulling. Hunter Biden and his team and telling them everything they were going to do. Hey, by the way, yeah. we're going to search the storage location. It, I mean, it's yeah. unheard of. Imagine yeah. trying to execute a warrant, let's say, on uh, the Gilgo Killers mm-hmm. uh, storage location. But before Hunter you Biden do is it, a private citizen, you call his attorney and, and this was a personal matter for him. That is insane. Paul Morrow is on the line. We just had a KJP just interrupted us accidentally. Uh, but yes, what's funny is the the 
evolution of the denial from the White House has gone from the president never talked to his kid about his business to, okay, the president knew about his business, but he wasn't in business, to Hunter's a private citizen, leave me alone. Uh, You you know the analogy about the frog being boiled in the water and doesn't feel it? Uh, Are we getting to that point in the pot now where the White House is starting to feel it? This is is really getting bad for the White House because what this does in many ways is validates – the position of the whistleblowers. Wow. And remember, a key component, probably the key component of the whistleblower testimony has been this all goes to the big guy. This all goes to Joe. Wow. And they put Joe at the scene. They put Joe, in some instances, in Mm -hmm. meetings. That's crazy. Taking in illicit money. And remember something else. As of next week, Devin Archer... Oh my the most God! It's so juicy. Associates. Paul Morrow, excellent as always. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, Van Halen singing "Why Can't This Be Love," the Bidens singing "Why Can't This Be a Plea Deal," Hunter Biden now pleading not guilty. He has walked out of the courtroom. i got to tell you, it's a harsh way to treat a guy whose dad cured cancer yesterday. Uh, but joining us now to take us inside that treatment, the bell of the cable news ball, the host of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream in the house. Hey, girl. Oh, my goodness. My idol, my, you know, the, the person I model my career, my life after. Jimmy, <laughs> it's good to talk to you. <laughs> Shannon Bream. Buttering me up. And you know what? I, I could use I could use the buttering right now. I'm having a rough morning. Uh, Are you? Not not in a bad way. I've just I've been okay, all, right. I'm all over the map. I'm work I'm I'm working on a documentary that's coming out August seventh. Everybody listening knows all about it. But we were Very doing exciting. yeah. But we were doing like you know you know when you voice track a documentary like you're mm-hmm. narrating from scene to scene. So I'm very much in moon landing mode right now because the documentary is okay. about the moon landing. And then I started oh, yeah. Well, it's it's exciting. And I started watching this plea deal unravel. And uh, it's hard to shift back from talking to people who believe the moon is made of cheese to serious legal analysis is the point I'm trying well, to make. You, but So you're one of those who believes we actually went to the moon? No, no I'm not one of those crazies. Are you <laughs> Good for you, Shannon Bream. <laughs> We're going to launch in a whole other path. Oh, it's great. Well, I love that because I have to tell you, one of the people I interviewed during the documentary claims he's on a government hit list for knowing we didn't go to the oh, moon. Boy. Oh, but, boy. But stick and with— And we get all this goodness August 7th? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be great. But, okay. But okay. We're really quick, and then we'll get to the grown-up stuff. I had to ask, though, like, how do you find out you're on a government hit list? Like, do they send you a save oh. the date? Do you get a certain check <laughs> on Twitter? Does that show up in your Google alert? Yeah, I feel like it's a kind of— I don't of, know. Yeah, I feel like it's the kind of thing they wouldn't, you know, make it public. You know, as they say on Instagram, mm-hmm. they go public on the gram. I don't know. If right, they, right. I don't know if they go public on the gram, but that's Instagram the th- official. You're on the hit list. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's you it. get a different kind of check. That's funny. I love it. Uh, Shannon Bream is on the line. So th- this is uh, what I know uh, is obviously he pled guilty a minute ago. Does that open him up to a whole new trial or is there more back, you know, negotiations? Where are we? 
Well, I, so the judge, it looks like, is sending these parties back to continue their conversation on the gun part of this deal. Okay. It looks like she might have been okay with the tax stuff that they had figured out, which is that's the subject of everything that these whistleblowers and people have come forward with the last couple of weeks. But it looks like the gun thing it was the deal for her that she felt like they need to work on that language. So he ends up pleading not guilty, which means there's no deal now. Mm-hmm. But remember David Weiss, the U.S. Mm-hmm. attorney there out of Delaware, who – Everybody's been pushing and prodding. Did you have the power to bring charges? Yes, I did. Remember one of the last letters back to, I think it was Senator Graham on the Hill who's been pressing him on this. He said, there's a lot I can't say about certain things because there's an ongoing investigation. So if there's an ongoing investigation, how can there be a plea deal? Is the ongoing investigation doesn't involve Hunter? I mean, I think there was enough confusing stuff there that this deal was not going to get done today. Wow, it's pretty crazy. We're talking to Shannon Bream, the host of Fox News Sunday, required viewing three times a day in my house. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. once. Nobody. I mean, we obviously were watching it live. F- foam fingers on. There's a good amount of face paint, too, like it's a sporting mm-hmm. event. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we required. Yeah, oh, on a Sunday, Shannon Bream, do you know what a cry for help my life looks like on a Sunday? Oh, my gosh. I bet it's beautiful, though. No, are, it's a- are there some mimosas? What's happening? <laughs> oh, things go on. No, no. I, I might have even mastered a Bloody Mary recipe thanks to with special oh, help wow. from, from the guy at the United Lounge. I'm always stuck in when their planes don't take off after my stand-up oh, shows. No. It's okay. Not a United person. No, that's I mean. Listen, I, for, for stand-up, the one thing you got to know is you don't uh, have a steady girl in stand-up. You just got to go wherever the flights go. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, because you wind up being everywhere. But again, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. getting you off message, Shannon Bream. Hold okay, on sorry, a second. Sorry, back to, back to let's, Hunter. let's steer this bus. OK, Hunter Biden, plea, uh, no plea deal. If it's the gun charge they go into, I understand there was also an immunity they were trying to be granted, I guess, in regards to the FARA laws uh, that pertain to him failing to register as a foreign agent. Would it mean something like that is back on the table? Well, it seems like from Jacobson, our producer, mm-hmm. who is excellent and is feeding us all the details on this it sounds like there were concerns that the judge had some questions about like how far does this immunity extend where does it go you know what would my role be in it like do they have to come back to the judge at some point if it looks like there are violations of this deal she just had a lot of questions that she felt like these parties had not significantly answered but remember because there's no plea deal like even in part it sounds like at this point then everything's still on the table. And if, again, as David Weiss said, there is an ongoing investigation, this is kind of a nightmare for Hunter and his legal team. And we do understand that they are going to come out and speak at some point. So wow. if you got to cut off the bremer, I understand. Oh, you're not getting out of this, girlfriend, trying to float that saying. fake lead about Do you think we would cut <laughs> you off for Hunter Biden? Stop it, well, for his attorney. Jen, I, One attorney I, for another. Listen, I I would not I I would not I don't know who I wouldn't cut you off if Elvis finally came out and admitted the whole thing was a scam and that he's still alive. <laughs> if Tupac shows up, yeah, no, Tupac. Maybe you'd have to for that. No, no, we would do an as live. We would do an as live. We'd play it later. <laughs> okay. There's no way. Okay. Shannon Bream's on the line. This is the come on. It's a career high point for everybody working in the control room right mm-hmm. now. You should see they're mm-hmm. actually singing "One Moment in Time" by Whitney Houston right now. Give me one. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Uh, anyway, Hunter Biden. Holding up lighters, I know. Yeah, I there's a lot. It. No, there's a lot of lighters. You know what's funny about that, Shannon Breen, by the way? Now they don't do lighters. They do the cell phone I know, light. It's just phones. I feel like it's one of those old people thing now if you pull out a lighter. Yeah. First of all, who has a lighter on them? I know. I don't know. They are talking about Hunter Biden. So. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Hunter might have a lighter on him. He, he still. Might. He might. I he, don't know. he ain't using the phone. Uh, let me segue really quick because obviously we're waiting for the information to roll in on that. And uh, we're going to continue to update everybody as it evolves. And if we do, in fact, get a statement from the Hunter legal team, we will take it 
as live if it happens during Shannon's hit. Uh, but really quickly, you also over the weekend uh, interviewed Vivek Ramaswamy, and you asked him mm-hmm. about the fact that he hadn't really flown into the storm when it comes to Trump. Um, do you get the feeling now that we're, you know, a little bit less than a month away from the first debate, which I am shocked to find out I am not moderating, by the way. That came as news you to me. You might want to double check that. I know. That I... doesn't sound right. <laughs> Come on, Bream. I demand a recount. Uh, they obviously didn't hear your intro on the show. The idea that I'm not, yeah, maybe there's some mail-in votes that still have to come in, but as of now, I'm not in the lead <laughs> to moderate this. But uh, do you get the feeling now, because... It's getting late early, in the words of the great late great Yogi Berra, that some of these candidates are going to have to start taking a more aggressive posture towards Trump and maybe even each other, given the fact that the gap isn't closing for a guy like DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like what Vivek said to me, I'm not running against anybody. I'm running towards something like mm-hmm. this ideal of better ideas for the country yep. and more aspirational things. And people are desperate for something positive. So I get that. But my thing to him is like, OK, but at some point you have to tell the primary voters why they should vote for you instead of Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Asa Hutchinson, whoever yep. you want to pick out there. Like they have to pick someone. It's not like everybody just hugs and it's kumbaya yeah. and it's over. I mean, yeah. Everybody wants to be on that debate stage August 23rd, and um, you know he feels good about getting to the criteria to get there, and they're going to have to take shots at each other, and Trump, whether or not he's there. Yeah. They have to, or else this is a pointless charade of money that donors are going to stop giving, because if they don't see any progress, if they don't see anybody actually going after Trump, which Vivek has really not done. I mean, yeah. a lot of his policies absolutely mirror what Trump is about, and mm. so he's almost like Trump Jr. in some yeah. respects. Yeah, he's giving you, you know, like, a, I guess he's positioning himself as a less baggage version. But even yeah, so, yeah. it looks like he's running to be his VP. Um, Shannon Bream, really quickly, should we mm-hmm. be reading into the fact that DeSantis laid off a third of his staff? Or is that just business as usual in one of these campaigns? Well, you think about it, like he's got this pack that had so much money and you've got the campaign. They're not allowed to coordinate. So they have them making decisions. And sometimes their messages are not mm-hmm. in agreement. I okay. mean, so I think that. The PAC wants to run the campaign, and the campaign should be sort of a shell of people. Yeah. And the campaign's like, no, we're actually running the campaign. But they always do this. They always reconfigure. I mean, he still has a ton of money, and uh-huh. I do know some of the folks involved, and they are doing a reset. They feel like they've had some missteps, and they're going to shuffle things around and get leaner and meaner and uh, get serious. Ooh, all right. And then the last one I would ask you is, if I was reading correctly, there's a potential $40 million ad buy for Tim Scott in Iowa. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. people spending that money must clearly sense some potential here. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, you know, political blood in the water as it pertains to DeSantis. I don't know that we're there yet, but is the Tim Scott spend a sign that people behind the scenes are growing a little impatient with DeSantis? I think that's you can definitely read that in with some folks. A lot of the big dollar donors have been now trying to have conversations with Tim Scott and his team. Mm-hmm. $40 million ad buy would make headlines on any other day that wasn't consumed by you know Trump yeah. legal issues and other things. But the fact that he's moved into third place now in double digits in Iowa is excellent for his campaign. They really felt like if they put in the hours there that he would get the traction, and that's happening. Wow. Good for him. I love Tim Scott. I think he's a great guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good <laughs> dude. Uh, I got to tell you, though, Iowa is the reason – I could never run for president. Getting past my background check, okay? The reason I could... No, because Iowa being the first state, the first caucus, uh, the amount of fair food a guy like me would wind up eating if I was running. Don't you love fair Mm -hmm. food, Shannon Bream? 
Amen. I mean, who doesn't love, you know, deep fried butter? <laughs> so it is like literally they deep fry the menu that you order off of in Iowa. It's mm-hmm. the great. I've, and then you eat it. I've been there twice recently. <laughs> it might be my favorite place in the world. Uh, it's so awesome. It's a little too hilly for me. I kid. You, can, you, actually, can, work a, you can work a cowboy boot. Uh, oh, can I? Like your fits. Can definitely I, work out there. Can I ever? Although I can tell you, I shouldn't be working a cowboy shirt as often as I do, according to some <laughs> of the, some people who work in high places. Uh, that's another uh, that's another intervention for another time. Uh, Shannon mm-hmm. Bream uh, works this, in Iowa. This is amazing. Uh, we're running. I just want to make it clear because we're going to run into a commercial break. We are not mm-hmm. bumping you for Elvis or Tupac. We're actually just going. Okay, to but I would bump me for one of those two if they showed up. No, you got it. You don't under, you don't understand what you mean to this audience, Shannon Bream. This is like <laughs> I, apparently I don't stop. It. Yes, just get out. People are weeping right now. This is uh, it's mm-hmm. a, ma- a mailman and a dog just embraced. There's peace. I expect next time I'm on that I am introduced with Whitney Houston's one moment. <laughs> you might not hear it over the pyrotechnics that go off when I say your name. There she okay. goes. Right. Shannon Bream, we'll see you Sunday. Okay, see you then, Mike. You're the best, pal. There she goes, the great Shannon Bream. Telling it like it is, the bell of the cable news ball. There is no one. When you talk about, you know, I always say you want to be a force multiplier of positive energy. I say that all the time. I say I am a dog with a job and that my superpower at Fox is every room I walk into, my tail is naturally wagging. I'm happy to see people. And in a group setting, folks appreciate positive energy. And I say one of the best contributions you should make can make to the world is positive energy. Okay, people feed off of that. It makes for a better atmosphere. It makes for an easier vibe to have conversations in. It makes for more level-headed decision-making because you're not thinking from a place of raging emotion. You're just having a positive conversation. Okay, and Shannon Bream is is pound for pound. Um, You've got to see it, a force multiplier of positive energy everywhere she goes. And she makes a really great point, though, uh, when she's talking about the campaign. The big money donors, they want to bet on a winning horse. So DeSantis came into this thing with a ton of money because they were like, Trump's got a lot of baggage. He's going to jail. DeSantis is a hotshot candidate. Wrong. Okay, DeSantis, from what everyone is telling me uh, that served with him in Congress and that is out there on the campaign trail, Lee Carter, a pollster you see her on Fox all the time, said that he has a a likability issue on the stump. Like they're laughing and they enjoy him and they enjoy his wife and they have a good story. Uh, But getting onto the stump and charming people and winning them over, it's not quite there on the level with some of the other candidates. And the big money donors who want to bet on a winning horse are starting to slide their cash to another window. And we're starting to hear stories about Tim Scott. Understand, Tim Scott getting a $40 million ad buy in Iowa. That is a massive amount of money. Okay, presidential campaigns come and go. That's, you know, almost one-tenth of what some presidential campaigns have cost. It's a big number just for one, you know, one caucus state. And I'm not downplaying the significance of the early early states because if you win those, you build some momentum, more money comes your way, and ultimately more voters take a look at your campaign because they want to bet the right horse. They want to win. They not only want the best candidate, but they want the validation of saying, that's my guy. Like I can tell you Tim Scott came into this race as a mega long shot. But as someone who's gotten to know him personally, I've been saying on this air for three years like he you do you cannot you cannot underestimate him because one is 
you know, he is a sharp guy, super sharp, very funny, very likable. But two, he's a huge problem for the Democrats because their whole entire ethos revolves around playing the race card. That's what they're doing to Ron DeSantis right now. Ron DeSantis didn't write the new education curriculum in Florida. And the people who wrote the education curriculum in Florida didn't do any of the things Democrats are claiming they did. Yet the Democrats are out there on TV day in and day out saying Ron DeSantis is now pushing curriculum that says slavery was a benefit to the black community. That didn't go on. That's actually disgusting. But that's the level of bile we're going to see in this election, because when it comes to getting the black vote, the Democrats can't run on how they've improved the black community. So they've got to run on how the Republicans would make it worse. It's really hard to do that if Tim Scott is the nominee. They'll try it. They'll call him a white supremacist. They tried doing this to Nikki Haley. They said she's using her brown skin to launder white supremacy. They trotted out Barack Obama to laughably say, ah, Tim Scott's, you know, one of these, you know, black Republicans I've run against and been out there in the past that tell you everything's okay. You know, folks, okay, Barack Obama is making that claim as a two term president of the United States. A guy who's got elected twice is out there trying to tell you this is a country that's actively holding back black Americans. That's not president stuff. That's clown stuff. But they do it to a guy, no matter what color his skin in, because there's no other way for them to win the argument. The left weaponizes race whenever they're losing an argument. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Tomorrow, tickets go on sale to see me at the Helena Civic Center. And Helena, Montana, was on the air with the great Aaron Flint earlier this morning making that announcement. Tomorrow, the 28th, you can get your tickets to come hang out in Helena, Montana. Excuse me. It's Friday night, the 27th. The 28th, I will be in Idaho Falls at the Colonial Theater. That's going to be out of control. My man Richard Meacham and the KID Posse putting together a special event. We're going to meet everybody there. We're going to go out after the gig. It's going to be epic, and I'm really looking forward to that um, because the truth is, between now and then, uh, I'm finishing up a book. I'm finishing up a documentary. We're getting ready to shoot a stand-up special that will come out early next year. Uh, I I really do, like, legitimately um, – I don't, I don't know this, but I work, like, 16 hours a day, 18 hours a day, and it's so much fun. You don't actually know you're doing it. Uh, but that gig where we go to Idaho and Montana is my chance to stop doing it. That'll be my first real window to get off the hamster wheel and just bottom out. Like two stand-up shows is nothing. We're going to have the wildest time ever is what I'm trying to say. So buckle up because it's going to be a rowdy couple of days out there is what I'm saying. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. So. I, I d- disagree. Fat, drunk, and stupid is exactly how I'm going through that swing. If you're in Helena on Friday night, the 27th at the Helena Civic Center, or you're at the Colonial Theater in Idaho Falls on the 28th, uh, you we are doing an a audience-wide meet and greet because it's a solo event. When I perform solo, I meet everyone there. Okay, this Saturday night in St. Mary's, Ohio, the show is sold out. But if you're in the area, the show's sold out. You can still come to the uh, come to the theater and you be a part of the meet and greet after the fact. 
and uh, it'll be epic. I'll meet everybody there. I can't wait to do it. I'm dying to catch up with you, and I'm just dying to get off the grid. So you guys are going to be my Amish rum springer, where I leave the farm for a few days and try electricity. So you better be there. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. On the same page, Fox Across America back in action, talking to the booth as we go live. Why? Because this is a show that runs on positive energy. That's what I tell you the hook is every day. The world's on fire. We're just roasting radio marshmallows at 888-788-9910. I say that every day. The reason we've grown at the rate we have, the reason my stand-up show is sold out at the Grand Opera House in St. Mary's this weekend is because people want to come out and feel good. Okay, people don't want to be angry all the time. They want to be mad about the news all the time. They don't want to hate the other political party all the time. You know, so I am, for a lot of people, an emotional port in the storm. But to be honest with you, I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for me. Who the hell wants to live like that? Just be mad, ready to kill somebody constantly. I can't do that. So this show succeeds because there are a lot of fine people like yourself who listen to it every day. Okay, who run on the same type of positive energy, who go, you'd rather, you know, end the day feeling good than feeling bad. Okay, for all the political fighting that's going on in Washington right now, man, my goodness, you know, we found out today that UFOs are pretty much visiting our planet with frequency, a high level, I might add. Uh, That was some of the testimony in the UAP. They've got they've changed the name from UFO to UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. We're now being told that we have recovered, for one, uh, the remains of non-human biological pilots. Uh, We have testimony that these objects have been floating along in Category 4 winds, motionless, without wavering at all, being affected by the wind, and then flying away at Mach 1 or Mach 2. The point is, things have gotten a little nuts out there. Uh, We're going to discuss some of it in this hour with the great Johnny Joey Jones, 888-788-9910, if you would like to weigh in as well. Uh, But we begin, uh, of course, as we always do, with some you and me time. So here's the deal. Okay, they got together today, and this is interesting. The Oversight's National Security Subcommittee heard from three witnesses today with firsthand knowledge of how the government has handled UAP, unidentified anomalous phenomena. So the witnesses include Ryan Graves. He's a former Navy pilot. He's spoken out about encountering UAP on training missions. It's a fellow by the name of David Fravor, who shot the now famous Tic Tac video. Do you know that video where they show you the fighter jet with the Tic Tac in its scopes? And the thing is flying along at a speed that blows his mind, and they can't keep up with it, and they can't keep it on radar. And there's testimony from a former combat officer and a member of a previous Pentagon task force by the name of David Grush. Okay, understand these guys are putting their name on the record saying, oh, yeah, we got stuff out there that ain't from Earth. This could be a problem. I mean, at the very least, I don't know that it's a problem yet, but it's, uh, you know, worth taking a look. Uh, It's worth uh, giving them our attention in between fights on Twitter. Twitter is a fight club for people who don't want to get hit. 
That's how it works. It's a digital version of somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. But not me. I'm just going to make a snarky comment or click like and retweet or subtweet. You know, that's what they're going to do. But that's what Twitter is. Any hour of the day, okay, there is somebody standing by for you in the fight club. No matter what you tweet. Hey, it's my dog's birthday. Too bad Trump's going to prison. And you're like, have you ever had a check? That's how it works. That's how Twitter functions. No matter what you tweet, there's somebody willing to respond to you with news that your favorite politician is a criminal and so are you. Okay, it's really hard to have a productive conversation when you're dealing with that type of funhouse. So when we get on the air, the reason the vibe is kind of light is not because we don't take our problems seriously. It's because you're not going to accomplish anything by taking yourself seriously. That's the whole hook of the show. So that if you can sit down and, you know, say, hey, be cool. Remember in Pulp Fiction? When they're robbing the restaurant, and it goes sideways. And Samuel Jackson, you know, tells the guy to say to his girlfriend, say, be cool. You know, he says, you know, be cool. You know, tell that to be cool. That whole thing. That's what we're doing on the show, because you make better decisions when you be cool. Correct the mundo. So I want to play you some of the sound from this UFO situation. The UAPs, if you will. Never a good sign when they're changing the name, by the way. So I'm already concerned. You know how it used to be global warming? They were like, oh, we're all going to melt. Please give us money. And then they fundraised off it until people stopped paying up. And they're like, all right, well, it's not melting. The weather's changing. It's climate change. Please give us money. I promise you, the Greta Thornburgs of the world, you know, she doesn't obviously come up with any of this stuff. She's a young teenage girl, and they're sending the plays into the huddle. But I promise you, you will live long enough to see her tell you we're freezing. It'll go from while we were melting to the weather to we're freezing. Okay, in the 70s, we were freezing. That's what it was. In the 70s, it was like, we got 10 years to live. Please give us money. That's in there. It was like, all right, fine, here's the money. I don't want to freeze. Then the 10 years came and went, and they were like, actually, we're melting. We're melting back. Please give us money. And then nobody melted. So they're like, well, here's the thing. The climate is changing. (laughs) The weather's changed. This crazy, guys. One day it's nice out. One day it rains. It's hot in the July and August, then it gets cold in December and February. What's up with that? Am I right? Pay up, suckers. And that's exactly what people did. Like, oh, no, yeah, he's right. She's right. No, no, John Kerry's right. The weather's changing. It was, it was hot out in, in July. Now it's cold out in December. This, this, clim- this is climate change. It- money, 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 money. Climate change is the biggest scam known to man. Nobody gives you data. Nobody has any information. Nobody can quantify how the climate is changing. The only data we have is that the people pushing it are getting rich. I mean, absolutely, positively loaded from pushing climate change. But it's a grift. Okay, it's no different than any other social pressure campaign they wage on you. They beat you. They stampede you with self-righteousness. Do you remember the vaccine? We were told the vaccine, the vaccine would block transmission. Not only did it not block transmission, but vaccinated people got COVID, spread COVID, and sadly died from COVID. Okay, tens of thousands of them got vaccinated and died from COVID. Does that sound like an effective vaccine? The answer would be no. No. If anything, it's a therapeutic at best. But armed with zero data and a claim that turned out to be spectacularly incorrect, they were shaming people. And calling for them to be fired. 
for not playing along with their social pressure campaign that was armed with zero data. Not getting vaccines. It's time to start shaming them. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. F*** them, f*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No, screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons who will not get the shot. Shame on you. So understand, okay, shame, shame, shame. Screw your freedom, said Arnold Schwarzenegger, who had just taken a timeout from screwing his maid. What the hell did you just say? Look it up. But here's some of the testimony. Let's start uh, with this first clip. This is from one of the expert witnesses, Ryan Graves, sitting on the stand in front of the House Oversight Committee, flat out telling you what has been seen. Clip 42. Some of the behaviors that we saw in a working area, we would see these objects uh, being at 0.0 Mach, that's zero airspeed, over certain pieces of the ground. So what that means, just like a river, if you throw a bobber in, it's going to float downstream. These objects were staying completely stationary in Category 4 hurricane winds. These same objects would then accelerate to supersonic speeds, 1.1, 1.2 Mach, uh, and they would do so in very erratic and, and quick behaviors that we don't, I don't have an explanation for. That can't be good. So just start here. Okay, we're looking at objects that are motionless. Zero Mach, floating in the sky. You get a category of wind speed that might take a roof off a house, and the thing isn't moving at all. At which point it takes off at Mach speed, somehow undeterred by the force of the wind. Okay, that, to the best of our knowledge, is not a technology we ourselves possess, which is why people are starting to wonder if this is some other otherworldly phenomenon. Now, the good news is, and the reason you don't have to panic, is because they're not going to want to come visit us. The one defense mechanism we have is social media. If these aliens spend five minutes on social media, they're going to be like, none of these people, no, we can't, there's no. They're crazy. We can't do this. Let's get out of here. I mean, I think that's why this thing took off in the winds that it did. Probably logged on to Twitter while it was floating there at zero mock and was like, you know what, actually... Uh, Thank you for the education, gentlemen. We've just received a PhD in stupidity. At which point they flew away to the next planet. Uh, okay, but here's a little more testimony, clip 47. If you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. And was this documentary evidence, this video, photos, eyewitness? Like, how would that be determined? The specific documentation I would have to talk to you in a skiff about. Wow. So he's saying the specific documentation can't be shared publicly. A skiff is where classified documents are supposed to go. Unless unless you have a milk crate next to your Corvette in your garage in Delaware. Come on, man. That's the other acceptable place you can put it. You have to put it in a secured skiff or an extra bathroom at Mar-a-Lago <laughs> or a milk crate next to your Corvette in Delaware. What the hell is the world? What a time to be alive. But understand, he's saying he can't get into the specifics in an open forum 
but they have documentation that shows they recovered non-human biological data, pilots that were non-human. Okay, that matters. But the reason I bring it up is because I want to make a point about scale. And it's one of the biggest problems facing us in the era of social media. We have no way to quantify anymore. We've lost our ability to prioritize what matters. Okay? Aliens coming here, beings from another universe, was considered the biggest existential event that could happen to humanity. Entire industries existed because of it. Entire film genres became a thing. And it was... You know, the subject of a bazillion article in the Inquirer and the tabloids and everybody else. Could you imagine something so far-fetched as aliens coming here? Could you imagine the chaos, the insanity, if America was ever faced with the reality that there was something out there? A full Xbox moment. X-Files moment. Stick with me. But understand, now we find out from our actual intelligence officials, oh, no, the aliens are here. And we're just like, are they on Instagram, aliens? Do they like, are they on like Snapchat? Like, how can I talk to them? Oh, they're not? Then I don't like really care. Like our priorities have shifted. This is the argument I was making yesterday about the Jason Aldean protest. We now live in a world where what you say is more important than what you do. So we're living in a moment where more people are mad at the guy singing about violent criminals than the people committing the violent crimes. I promise you, you'd rather get cornered by a guy with a guitar than a guy with a gun. Okay, but in the worldview of what you say is more important than what you do, you've realized we've distorted our values and our perceptions. And that's where we are on aliens. We should all collectively, as a world, be talking about the testimony that aliens are on the planet. I think he's got a point. But instead of like that, I don't know. I don't really what are these aliens into? Do they support the Ukrainian war? What are the what kind of what's in their bio? They got the flag in the bio. Are they uh, <laughs> what kind of pin? What kind of ribbon is on the bio exactly? Uh, do they did, were they pro vaccine? Were they anti vaccine? The point is, we've turned life into a perpetual branding exercise where we're so self absorbed. It's a weapons grade level of narcissism. We don't keep up with the Kardashians anymore. We are the Kardashians. It's not TMZ. It's MeMZ. We're all running our own one-man news network. And because we're now the center of the universe, we've actually lost sight of the fact that the people are coming here from other universes. I'm telling you because I care, this is a really dumb moment to be alive. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're listening to the most addictive show on the radio. This is crack, rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous. Or cool, or kid stuff. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. If you spend any time around me, you've watched me doing stand-up comedy on the road. You know one of my favorite stations is KKFT out in Reno, the great Jerry Evans. Uh, comes to a lot of my gigs when I'm headlining the Carson Nugget. Uh, Kevin, a KKFT listener, joins us now with some intel. Yo, Kevin. Hey, what's going on, Jimmy? My man. So, based on what Mikey told me, 
And Mikey's speech is a little slurred. It's 2 o'clock. He's drinking on the East Coast. Um, <laughs> you know how the show works. Uh, you, oh, yeah. Now, your uncle worked for the government? What do you, what do you know there? Well, what he did is he was on the uh, security team for Ronald Reagan. Oh. And uh, after he got done with that, he went in to do high-sensitivity um, clearances for the government. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we'd go to visit him, he'd used to tell these stories because he'd start having a little bit of wine oh. and get a little brave and start telling us some of the stuff that he had to do for Area 51. Mm-hmm. And there was a, some facility in the Northwest that was doing some really odd things with humans and I want to say kind of like the ape type things going yeah. on. Uh-huh. And there was a situation where it got out of hand and he said that they had to implode the, the building. Now this is coming but, this is coming from your drunk uncle, he said? Well, yeah, when he'd start drinking his two-buck chuck, he would start telling us stories. No, because this is, from, and, from my show, this is a high journalistic standard. I'm not saying your drunk uncle to impugn his credibility. I'm saying in my audience, this matters. So continue. Okay, so anyways, he would he would start telling his this stuff because he retired and started his move to Florida. Mm-hmm. And what happened is he would, you know, specifically talk about Area 51. Mm-hmm. And he was involved in that area quite heavily Mm -hmm. and he used to tell us that there was some stuff that was in lockers high secured lockers that was not only part of the stuff that we're seeing now Mm -hmm. but the biological part of it Uh was so true so true and the stuff that you see on some of the uh, i don't want to say the tiktok but the reels and all that stuff about you know where they have and they talk to these Mm -hmm. biological beings or whatever it's it was and it was so so eerie because mm-hmm. what they're talking about now and this was back in the eighties, yeah, in the mid eighties and and uh, early nineties that mm-hmm. he was talking about this. Wow, that no, that's that's intense stuff, man. And I don't doubt, you know, that there's something going on. I I I don't know. Uh, you know, the fact that there's whistleblowers or experts anyway are willing to put their name behind it. There's nothing for them to gain. Nothing. Okay. It, oh, absolutely. Nothing. I mean, literally nothing because they'll get treated like they're insane people, or at least they would have in another time. But the fact that we're starting to get people to put their name on it tells you there's a lot more than what we're even being told. So this is going to get interesting. Uh, is your uncle still with us really quick? No, he passed away about uh, four uh, years ago down in uh, Florida after he got to retire. No, that's unfortunate. But if there's any other family member that would drink some wine and talk to me, please have them call in. Okay, Kevin? Great call, brother. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon fired up to talk to this next guest. He's riding high. He's got a best-selling book called Unbroken Bonds of Battle, a modern warrior's book of heroism, patriotism, and friendship. His Braves are in first place in the National League East. Too bad aliens are about to land and ruin it all. Johnny Joey Jones, now what? Man, you forgot to tell uh, the Georgia Bulldogs are uh, preseason number one. So are I they just, ever. just wanted to make sure you knew about that. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I, are, are, by the way, before we get to UFOs, how are you not so excited about getting back college football? I am. 
Oh, I am. I mean, we need something of substance to argue about. All the arguing we've been doing, like, you know, it's under Biden a crook. Is his dad a crook? I mean, yeah. you know, that's not really that doesn't really affect our lives. But college football, man, that affects our lives. No, that matters. I mean, I mean, before in another life, before I knew you, that is how I paid or didn't pay my rent for about 10 years was betting on college football. So the idea that it's it's coming back around, uh, it does. It matters. Uh, let me ask you this, though, because we know college football draws a lot of eyeballs. Are you as concerned that I, as I am that the UFO testimony today is not drawing a lot of eyeballs? And it's really interesting because they're flat out saying, oh, no, aliens are here. We have non-biological humans flying aircraft. I feel like we should care more, no? You know, I saw a, a- video there's a line out the doors of congress of people trying to get into the hearing yeah so it's not that that there aren't people that care Mm -hmm. it's that the people that care really care (laughs) you're you're talking about the people that are that are dressed up like star trek characters yeah i'm not i'm not assigning any type of personality i'm just saying if your main concerns aliens um and has been for a while, you probably have a certain personality about you. <laughs> Johnny Joey Jones is on the line. He's not trying to insult anyone who speaks Klingon. He wants all of you to live long and prosper. Uh, but we're talking about the government hearings. Uh, I mean, listen, as a guy who served this country in the military, have you ever heard of vehicles like the one that was described? He said it was flying motionless in Category 4 winds and then took off at Mach 1 and Mach 2 speeds in the middle of a storm. I've never heard of anything like that. But is there a chance, based on what you know about the military, that we have that technology and the public just doesn't know? I have no idea. I I had a top-secret clearance, uh, SCI, the Uh highest clearance you could have. And basically what that means is you don't get to know everything, but if they need to tell you, they don't have to look up any more background. They they can tell you. You're cleared to learn about things. And when I was in Afghanistan, I learned about things that we were doing that, um, you know, we didn't want anybody to know for several reasons, mm-hmm. uh, but I have no idea what type of what type of uh, aeronautic uh, technology we have. It just seems to me that if it were the case, mm-hmm. because I knew I, I do know that um, like the Bo- the park uh, Bohemian Grove mm-hmm. uh, fraternity, like you see on House of Cards, I do know that's real. I worked for Zach Brown, and he was an entertainment yep. member of that. And so, what I'm getting at is. If that type of technology exists, I don't know how the government would keep it under wraps without the commercial business industry that's interwoven within it taking advantage of it. In other words, if this technology existed and we had access to it, Mm -hmm. we would be commercializing it in some way. There there isn't much that we don't commercialize that we keep for just a government. And so I think like look, don't look at – is the government lying to you? The answer is always yes. Just look at all the other uh, evidence that there may or may not be to see how to the extent at which they're lying to you. That's fascinating stuff. Johnny Joey Jones is on the line. OK, his book is Unbroken Bonds of Battle, a modern warrior's book of heroism, patriotism and friendship. Everybody should go out and make multiple copies. It makes a phenomenal doorstop. I have to be honest, uh, a drink coaster. Uh, But it's a great book as well. But the point you make that opens my eyes is you're right. When it comes to travel, like if this technology existed in our country and we could be getting people from New York to Paris in five minutes, which is what this thing sounds capable of doing, I think everybody would have it. So 
I, I think that's the most interesting insight. We had a guy who called in earlier who said his, go- his uncle worked for the government. Whenever he drank a lot of wine, he'd tell us about the UFO program. I can't really take that testimony forward. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know that I'd be on Fox News Sunday with Shannon Bream with that type of anecdote, but your level of analysis would qualify. So then you believe this is non-human technology. I believe that if it exists, uh, it doesn't exist within the realm of our government's understanding okay. and control. So maybe so like, maybe another government could have it, though, you're saying? I, you know, who knows? I mean, I, mean, I'm, I, I do not take aliens off the table whatsoever. I mean, if you're a Christian, mm-hmm. you inherently believe in what could be called aliens, angels, mm-hmm. uh, deities of, of other dimensions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's hard to say, you know, I believe in a, a God and the spiritual world and not say— and there could also be some, like, you know, green humans on another planet. Like, to me, those two things aren't in contrast. They actually liken themselves to one another. So if the majority of the country believes in an afterlife or, or things like that, then they probably would have to accept that aliens could be real, even if they're not just angels coming down to, like, look at us and say, yeah, things are still bad. <laughs> well, do you think, I mean, that's that's my concern is, you know, ali- uh, angels would come down, I, I would assume, and try to help. But aliens, I think our defense mechanism against aliens is Twitter. I think if aliens read five minutes of Twitter, they'd just leave. Or they would say there's nothing here to harvest. Like, (laughs) what is there here to get you? According to the Democrats, we're about to implode the world anyway. I think we're on like a seven to 14-year timeline here. Uh, You know, we've ruined most of the waterfowl hunting. The deer are getting smaller. What are the aliens coming here for? I can't think of anything. You know, college football has turned into the NFL. Uh, <laughs> like, there's, there's nothing good left, man. Aliens, have, they've moved on. There's got to be another planet. They're on, aliens are on Yelp right now. They're looking, they're looking for a planet with better Yelp reviews. That's essentially what you're telling me? Uh, you know, they're probably looking for a Ford made before 1995. You know, they're looking for what we did when we did it right. <laughs> Listen, I stand by my Bronco. If that was a shot at my white Bronco, which is a 2022, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't expect. Which one is it, though? Is it the uh, is it the, the guy version or the female version? Oh, no, it's the you stop it. It's the guy version. It's on 35s. Okay. It's got a lift kit. <laughs> no, no, you'd love it. It's it's amazing. But I know the one you're the other one you're talking about, uh, which is, is a fabulous vehicle just the same, but I will cop to admitting yes i don't know that i would be driving that as a dude <laughs> johnny joey jones taking shots at the bronco sport owners i know i know i, I say that because a good buddy of mine got one and that was my brother-in-law's first reaction so oh nice you bought this for your wife <laughs> <laughs> oh man just cut the guy down well i will have you know if you get all right if you go get a deal uh, a bronco the big bronco like the one i have at a dealer um, a lot of them come if you don't buy the top trim package. You know, they just extort you into, you know, an extra 20 oh, grand yeah. for everything. If you don't buy the top trim package, it actually comes with steel wheels on 30 inch rims and looks like a tiny ice cream truck. It's actually, I'm not kidding, it's more emasculating than the Bronco Sport it, until it you. Looks like, yeah, it looks ahead. like the wheels they put on cars to like get them onto a ship. Yes. You know what <laughs> I mean? Just like. Like you're sitting on four spare wheels. Dude, I'm not kidding. When I got my Bronco out of the dealership because I did all the fun stuff to it aftermarket, the dealer was like, hey, we're going to take a picture of you and your Bronco so we can post it on the website, you know, because they were Fox News fans in Staten Island. I was like, "Uh, actually, no, Uh, I'm going to get home and uh, I'm going to get this thing put together the right way and then I will send you a picture. And they're like, all right, thanks. (laughs) I don't need to be in that little roller skate. But, yeah, you're right. A Ford before 95, you say. I dig this. Um, are you still riding a motorcycle, by the way, at all? 
Yeah, I've got a Harley. It's, yep. got, it's got like a custom sidecar on it. I remember I that. I can't quite throw my legs down to keep myself up. But, yeah, man, I have fun on that thing. Oh, good for you. I asked that because I'm going to Ohio this weekend for stand-up. That's where my wife's family lives. And that's, like, the only time I get to ride a bike anymore is, like, out on the open road. That's the superpower. I wanted to bring this up to you is, you know, people live in, like, the coast, say New York and California. They love to slander people who live in rural areas as if they are all jealous that they don't live in New York. But do the people of Dalton, Georgia, walk around ever for a split second saying, man, if only we could be paying 8000 a month for a studio apartment? <laughs> Listen, uh, there's, a, there's an expression, you don't punch down, you only punch up. Mm. So people taking a dig at anywhere else, people in New York taking a dig at anywhere else is because, you know, they have envy of like, what's it like to not walk by trash and, <laughs> and poop to get to work? You know, what's it like to, to be, you know, I'll throw it back to New Yorkers and people uh-huh. in L.A. What's it like to be the only place in the world that does hours per mile rather than miles per hour? Just curious. Like, what, why, are their speedometers made a little bit different when they get them up there? And so, no, are they, there's a commercial that was a bean commercial that was on all through the 90s and 2000s. And they're sitting there comparing beans. Mm-hmm. And he reads the can and says, these are made in New York City. And the guy goes, New York City with just that. disdain yeah. and disgust. <laughs> like nothing good can come from there. And that's exactly how we feel about New York City. Now I get to go there and experience mm-hmm. some of the good. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know. Yeah. No, we love what we have here. Good for you. No, I say I tell people this, people listening to the show, okay, we're on 150 stations across the country, that they're the smart people. Like, if you live in what we call the flyover states, the other slander from New Yorkers is they used to use the term Mick Mansions. Are you familiar with that term, the Mick Mansion? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have plenty of them. Okay. And God love them. The idea that people thought it was a slander, that people were living in affordable, brand-new mansions. I'm like, I'm telling you, we're not on the smart side of this argument. And every time I go on the road doing stand-up, I just want to move out of here a little bit more. Every time. It's the worst thing for me is I'll go somewhere, you play this crowded, fabulous theater, you tell a bunch of jokes, and you look around at all the houses that cost a third of what yours does, and it's brand-new and fabulous. I'm like, what am I doing in New York? It's not good, man. You know, they, they used to call them flyover states, but yep. see, they've gone and built airports at all of them because all these people go there and they buy their other home there. And yep. they, they buy a little ranch or a farm and they yep. build a house And mm-hmm. because they, they have learned. I mean, there's a reason yep. why Montana Wyoming real estate is through yep. the roof now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, I'm glad they appreciate it. But uh, but don't don't mess it up, you know. Don't yeah. California, my Georgia. Don't California, my Texas. <laughs> don't New York, my Nashville. You know, like the, keep the, things uh, the way they are when you fell in love. With very them. very well said, my man. Well, listen, this is a great talk as always. Uh, I appreciate the insight on the aliens. Are you going to change your posture on embracing aliens if they're Alabama fans? Well, listen, they they probably. I mean, you know, no, because it, uh, the idea is if aliens make it to Earth they at least have to be of higher intelligence than us because they developed the technology to get here. <laughs> so the chances of them getting here and choosing Alabama to be the, the educational institution that they fall in love with are pretty slim. Boom! Take that, Saban! That's all, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Listen, this... and Alabama's on its way out. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean Saban may be an alien to be 80 years old and still winning football games. Who knows? <laughs> You're on fire, man. Uh, great, <laughs> great conversation. I'll let you get back to your little McMansion. Uh, great, love, love it, brother. Have a good one, all right, man? Take care, man. There he goes. The great Johnny Joey Jones just firing shots at everyone. That was fantastic.
including all you Roll Tide maniacs down in Bama. Uh, I got to tell you, his book, we, had a, we didn't have a uh, conversation about it, but you'll absolutely positively probably read it twice in one week if you buy it. Uh, I was lucky enough to moderate the virtual book launch. Uh, it's called Unbroken Bonds of Battle, a modern warrior's book of heroism, patriotism, and friendship. It really is just a next-level read, and it's so human. And it's the one thing I'm always trying to give you guys on the radio is not political analysis but human analysis. He is a very human dude, uh, and that's amazing, especially at a time when we're getting visits from non-humans all over the country. Buckle up, man. I got a bad feeling about this. Tackling issues of the day in an easy way. He's all man. He's a big, strong-looking guy. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. If anybody... Deserves an Enter the Dragon walk-on song. It is our next guest. You know him as a friend of ours. Makes all the magic happen here at Fox News. Superstar author of Blood in the Streets. My man, man, Dion Baia. B-A-I-A. If you're looking for Blood in the Streets, which I highly recommend. Uh, and people take reading recommendations from community college graduates very seriously. I of want course, you to know that. Of course. What it is. What it is. <laughs> yes. I can, I can recommend the best books to roll a joint on. Yeah. That's what that's people think of it. me as. Jim Morrison's in it. You'll love it. <laughs> that's what people think of me as. So, Dion, I had to get you on, yeah. okay, because you are kind of the senior correspondent to stuff. Okay. You are. Yeah. Whether it's movies, whether it's the drops we play on the show. Yep. Lalo okay. Schifrin references. Yeah, you're the go-between for a lot of the culture that makes its way in and out of Fox News. Okay. Um, this UFO development today. Whew. is it? Yes, we're essentially being told, oh, no, they're, they're here. We have non-human pilots. Yeah. We have capabilities and technological advances we've never seen before. On a very basic level, don't you feel like we're kind of missing the plot on this one? Because it's not the top story anywhere. That's what I was about to say. You would think this would be the top story all around the world. Mm-hmm. And it's actually kind of scary that we have so much crap going on in the world that this was the time when they realized they can hit that, break that glass and hit that button and let us know. Like, <laughs> you know, and, and people aren't really distracted by it. Some people don't even care or know. And that's really scary that but, they're just dropping this on us like on a Wednesday. Like, oh, by, by the, the way, way, the aliens. We, we have recovered non human bodies, but that's beside the point. I didn't watch a ton of Seinfeld, but I remember there was an episode about yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But like, you yada, 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 the best part of the story. And that's what they're doing here. They're yada, yada, yada in aliens. And, and this is like they're burying the lead. This is terrifying. But the reason I wanted to talk to you about this, which is so interesting, is as you know, you are like the resident film historian here at Fox, is there have been so many pop culture vehicles devoted to the idea that aliens might show up someday. Sure. How the hell did we go from like this was the biggest existential thing that could ever happen to nobody cares? Well, I think we all kind of got desensitized by social media and all that stuff. And we're just, you know, you can go on your feed every day and see, uh, you know, police chases. You could see uh, people getting shot. You could see the worst things, not even talking about the X-rated stuff. So it's like we're so desensitized to it. I think at this point they're like, hey, this is probably the best time we're ever going to have right now before the world ends. To dump it on us and see what happens and hope for the best. Do you think we're just so so, so fragmented then in the the content we consume? Like, you know, like a good example would be 
when the Tonight Show was at its peak with Johnny Carson. Yeah. Okay, it was kind of running on a post. There wasn't a lot going on. Yeah, he had four networks, maybe, in yeah. your, your UHF channel. And he was pulling like 45 million viewers a night. A night, yes. Now you're lucky if you win late night with two million. Yeah. Well, so we're a lot more fragmented. Yeah. There's more I, shows. I think it's the, 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 we're so oversaturated. We're not having that collective childhood we used to have. Yeah. Where even if you didn't know who Jackie Gleason was or Burt Reynolds, you'd know them. You know, you may not be a fan of them, but you'd know them because they'd be on the show and you were, you'd yes. see them. Nowadays, people have their heads down their own rabbit hole. Yeah. And they don't even know. I mean, especially the young younger people I encounter, the, the younger people who are coming into the to, to mm-hmm. Fox, 23, 24-year-olds, have no frame of reference to stuff we you know know and love all the time because uh-huh. they don't need to because there's so much getting thrown at them. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, they, they don't even get this stuff. That is so crazy. Dion Baia is in studio. His book is called Blood in the Streets. It's a fantastic read. Thank you. Um, it is, but I mean this, it's so crazy to think that aliens are here, and it's like people are like, well, who did they vote for? Like, yeah, meaning nobody, like, nobody cares. We need to give them, that's what I mean is like, we need a cosigner to the story. Yeah. It's not enough that they're here. They either have to be here and they didn't like the Barbie movie, so that'll get some people on board, or they did like the, you know what I mean? Well, it's like, you think of all the UFO people. <laughs> my my father-in-law, who since passed away, uh-huh. created uh, the number one UFO magazine in the world, UFO magazine, uh-huh. in England, and he died in 2003, and then Dan Aykroyd bought the magazine and made a documentary in like 2004 with uh-huh. what he had. Uh-huh. And you think of these people who spent all their lives saying, or they maybe witnessed something, or yeah. they, they, you know, Roswell, all that stuff, and they were looked at as kooks, I yeah. mean, for the most part. And you'd see yeah. an episode on Unsolved Mysteries. Maybe you can yeah, help yeah. solve a mystery. And now it's like they're coming out, and I feel like there's a, a, a level of vindication there, yeah. or are they still going to get dismissed as, ah, eh, who I cares at this point? I don't know, because we've got an Air Force pilot flat out saying, oh, no, no, I saw it. And, and we're seeing this footage yeah. now. This is stuff we've never seen before. This would be stuff like you'd see like on these videos you'd buy they, for like $40 when we were little. <laughs> you know, and it's really cre- cheap quality. Yeah. And then people are like, ah, eh, I don't know if that, you know. But yeah. now every day you're getting this like, uh, CTTV, it's it's crazy but, what they're seeing. But the aliens need a big pop culture push. The aliens need to put out a video called Try That in a Small Planet. We're all dead. Try That in a Small Planet. <laughs> yeah. uh, the show is over. Buy Thank a you copy very of Dion's book. I miss you already, girlfriend. I miss We're you, We're back baby. tomorrow. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... There it is. Good job, man. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.